We are very excited about today's show, but before we begin, we got Jesse Ledoux with our product feature of the week. So Jesse, tell us what you got for us. Steven, I don't know about you, but for me, this is like the biggest shopping week of the year. It's Black Friday, it's Cyber Monday, because I am always on the hunt for a deal, and Pageant Planet is totally rising to the occasion and then some with a crazy deal of 30% off all shoes. Yeah, and Renata and I, we do all of our black or all of our Christmas shopping on Black Friday. So mm-hmm. after Black Friday we're done because you get everything at such a crazy discount. And I'm like, yeah, why shouldn't pageant girls get a crazy discount on their stuff too, just like everybody else in the world's doing. Well, and not only is it 30% off, it's also like some of our shoes are already going to be discounted. So you can get a pair for up to 60% off, which is insane. That's insane. crazy. Okay, yeah. so um, give give us a feel for if the girls aren't familiar with our shoes, like what kind of shoes are on there and kind of the, the direct link, if you will, to the where they can get the shoes. You got it. So we have everything from more modest interview nude pumps to your six-inch platform swimsuit fun fashion shoes and the, like the biggest names in the pageant industry. Jonathan Kane, touch-ups, Chinese laundry, we've got it. And we also have even a subdivision for our glitz pageant contestants. Uh, so there's a whole section for them so it's easier to find. And shoes for people ages, contestants ages four or even younger, all the way up to senior, elite, whatever your um, age division is, like at the top of the age division. So we have something for everyone. And the direct link for the site is shop.pageantplanet.com. And okay, so how can they claim this discount? Is there a coupon code, anything like that for them? There is. The coupon code is very simple. It's podcast. It's good all the way through Cyber Monday. So midnight by like the night of Cyber Monday, you are good to go. And remember, up to 60% off. That's great. So take advantage. So shop.pageantplanet.com, coupon code podcast awesome all right and i will go ahead and put that in the description as well along with the coupon code so you don't have to worry about anything and we have free shipping on this stuff too right yes free shipping and returns if something doesn't fit well it's like gosh we're giving away we're probably losing money on this stuff but it's good it's good (laughs) all right thanks Welcome to Pageant Planet's podcast, where we share stories and strategies to help expand and connect the global pageant community. Visit pageantplanet.com to find pageants, hire coaches, shop for dresses, and more. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome, everyone, to another episode. Today, Jesse and myself, we are going to be discussing how failure can make or break you. So Jesse, set the stage for us. Stephen, when you prepare for a pageant, and I know you've done a fitness competition, so it's pretty equitable. When you're preparing for a pageant or any other competition, it's no doubt you put your heart, your soul, you put countless hours into it, complete focus, especially when we have a specific title on our mind or a specific goal. It's something that we can think about every day for several years. I mean, MAO girls and Miss USA girls can be competing for their state pageant for up to seven years. Or if you're in NAM or IJM, I mean, you could be competing from age four all the way to age 20. So that's something that really will weigh on you. But like with each pageant, we know that there might be a hundred girls hoping for that same dream of becoming their dream title, but there can only be one winner. That's hard. Yeah, that is tough. So tough. And 
that's a heartbreaking realization too. And even more when like, so we just talked about contestants that have several chances. Some pageants, like I think Mrs. America, you can only go and compete one time. Or if you are one of those contestants that have been competing for several years and you're about to age out, you might have one last shot. So, I mean, talk about heartbreaking. I just feel like it can be an end of an era. Yeah, and a lot of times we we look at um, like disappointment or failure, like oh, just don't even want to like explore that, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, this is not um, a negative thing at all. Like anybody that has experienced any kind of success in life, they have had their fair share of challenges and setbacks, as you and I have discussed um, on here pretty mm-hmm. openly. So, you, you know, the listener, you on the other side of um, the listening device. You're not going to be any different. And the more success you want to achieve in life, the more failure you have to experience. It's just one of the laws that you have to go through for whatever the reason. However, there's a lot of great things that come out of failure um, if you handle it correctly. And I think there's two different time frames to think about when you consider how you're reacting to failure and disappointment. And the first is your immediate reaction in the moment. And that's often like when you hear the announcement. So say you're in the top two, you're holding the hands of one other person and you hear their name. So it can be either that situation or whether you don't make finals at all or you don't win an award you had your sight set on. All of those can offer the same feeling of loss. And in the moment, it's critical how you react. Yeah, because uh, on the negative side, I mean, of social media and all that, everybody has their phones out watching crowning moments. You know, so you're going to be caught on camera and, you know, the top five, that's when people you normally start to pull out their phones, etc. So you're going to be recorded. So like having your game face on and, and being not that you want to prepare to lose. I don't believe in that at all. You just want to have a good control of your emotions. Well, and just an FYI. So all of our pageant planet staffers past and present, we have a pageant chat group where we're constantly exchanging information on the pageant industry and news because we need to be on top of it. And one of everyone's favorite things to share are totally uncomfortable reaction videos. So when you're reacting, remember, you just may show up in our pageant chat and ultimately (laughs) Maybe our Instagram. Who knows? Who knows? It's kind of like our own little private uh, gossip board or message board or forum. But it's just staff and and previous staff. It is a lot of fun. There's a lot of stuff that goes down on that. Frankly, it's mostly boy drama 99% of the time. But on the occasional awkward reaction, that's when it really comes alive. But anyway. Sometimes I'm like, you realize I read these, right? Like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think we forget sometimes. Yeah, that I'm, you know, I am a guy, but okay. I get that. <laughs> anyway, so that's the like in the moment is critical like we talked about. The second phase of how you react is more long-term when you've had a chance to digest the results and really think about what this means for you in your future, what it means for your past, and how you redefine it. So today we're going to talk about ways to handle both of these time frames in your reaction and how to mentally prepare. Okay, so this is a part one, a part two. You know, first yes. we have in the moment. So we're going to cover mm-hmm. kind of three tips and strategies here. And then we're also going to cover three tips and strategies for after the fact, like after you've had you time it. to calm down, etc. Mm-hmm. You know, I do have a fun fact that I just learned the other day um, about got? when you're upset or angry. 
um, I'm assuming frustration and stuff that it, it affects the same way. So like if you and Kevin get in a fight, mm-hmm. um, for those of you who don't know, Kevin's uh, Jesse's fiance. And so if you're angry, there is chemicals going on in your brain and it takes about 15 to 20 minutes for those chemicals to calm down. And they cloud things like just logic. <laughs> so as these chemicals are going back and forth, like it takes 15 to 20 minutes for you to settle down after you've decided, okay, I'm going to settle down. That's when the chemicals actually like die down. So like with Renata and I, sometimes we obviously we married, right? So we get in some tiffs and if it's like 20 minutes into it where I'm like, okay, you know what? This is crazy. I want to like just start apologizing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rather than going back and forth. So the moment I decide that, whether it's an hour into the conversation or it's right off the bat, it's 15 to 20 minutes for the chemicals to die down in her brain enough to where she can start thinking rationally. So in the moment, if you do not win the crown and you're super upset because this girl who was a total, you know, insert, bad word during the pageant you know she was just there and she won and you did it and you're furious so just keep in <laughs> mind that it's going to take you about 15 to 20 minutes for you to calm down and think logically that's so true Stephen. because you know you know me extremely well by now we've been working together for several several years and in the moment if I have something frustrating that happens, I call you and I just need to go off. And I'm like, okay, in like 15 minutes, I have to restart chatting about unrelated things. I'm like, okay, I feel better now. I'm yeah. Totally good. We're done. And it's like that with us all. It's like, it, that's the great thing about human nature is we're all pretty much dealing with the same set of genes here. Um, you know, and those chemical reactions happen to us all. And I'm, I'm no different, right? It's just like you get furious. Um, but that, that it, it was really helpful for me to learn that um, over the weekend. And I was just like, oh, w- wanted to share it. I love when you bring your nuggets of knowledge. They're so valuable. Thank you. All right. So let's talk about in the moment. All right. Yes. So I want to start by saying that you are allowed to be upset, whether this is like we talked about the end of your journey or not. It's still a tremendously hard realization when you don't reach your goal, because for many of us, we're working several months or even a full year toward that pageant. So you are allowed to have that time where you are either totally ticked off or you're heartbroken. That is a okay. Yeah, because it kind of feels like you wasted a lot of time going for a goal that you ultimately didn't like shooting for a title that you didn't get. So naturally you're going to be a bit upset because it does Mm -hmm. feel like a waste of time. However, like God does not waste energy. He does not waste effort. He does not like that stuff will come back to you in one way or another, whether it's a career opportunity job, whether it's a few months away, whether it's a few years, when you look back over your life, the one thing I can say with full confidence is anytime I went all out towards a particular goal, I might not have got that goal. However, it opened up other opportunities for me in life. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. Okay. So what's your first tip strategy about in the moment, like how to handle with um, disappointment? The first one is um, for me, one of my favorite pop culture references. And it's step one is save the tears for your pillow. And this is actually a quote from a popular show, Dance Moms, one of my faves. And can't wait for it to come <laughs> back someday. But for those of you who are not familiar with the show, 
there is a ruthless children's dance instructor named Abby Lee Miller that the show is centered around. And she urges kids as young as four years old to save the tears for their pillow when they don't take home the top spot. And yes, I totally agree. It is super harsh. But in the tight-knit pageant community, any step out of line, regardless of the moment or motivation behind it, can create a negative reputation for you. So you will want to kind of hold back those immediate emotions, whether it's tears, whether it's rage, whatever that may be, and you just kind of want to hold back until you're in the privacy of your family, your friends, your loved ones, or even by yourself. Yeah, in, in an extreme, like, kind of loser story, like, the <laughs> first... Oh, it's I, an extreme loser story. Yeah. going to be good. Well, I mean, I, you know, these things happen. And I think it was in Brazil. It was Brazil or Venezuela. But a girl got first runner-up. And remember she just, like, took the crown off the girl's head and then yes. just chucked it into the crowd? Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's... Okay, that's extreme, right? So don't do that. That that's not good. Um, saving the tears for the pillow, though. I mean, it's wise. Just hold it in. You know, grin and bear it. You know, clap for the other girl, and you know, save your frustration for when you get home. I like it. Yeah, and I. I mean, I have even crazy stories too. I think I just alluded to one of them. But like, I had a. I remember like, I was working a pageant backstage, and a contestant did not win the prelim some prelim awards, some sort of talent or something. And she came off and she took off her shoes and she threw one of them. Stop it. I was like, are you for real? And then of course, this is like the height of my pageant fandom. I was like on the boys all the time, which is like the worst thing to do. And sure enough. And I, I didn't share this information with anyone. It was all over the boy. <laughs> so this girl was now totally labeled as a sore loser everyone's rooting against her and just because she did that so maybe a contestant told their family member or their director or a volunteer and that's how it circled around but nothing you do is private anymore in the digital age so yeah. do not throw your shoe don't throw your shoe and you know, don't message me either you know like that the pageant's rigged i mean it may or may not happen after pageants like it's like okay um like especially like when I guess some staff members of mine are on <laughs> are part of the judging panel, <laughs> it's like that I know, you know, so it, yeah, I'm like, eh, <laughs> I know that pageant. We had staff members on there. And so I reach out to them like, Hey, what happened with X, Y, Z? They're like, Oh, and then they gave me the backstory. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so, this is a, that's a perfect moment of plugging for us, Stephen, though, too, because we do get emails all the time from people that are concerned about the integrity of a pageant, the results, how it was run. And the easiest thing for you to do is write a review of that pageant on their pageant profile on Pageant Planet. And it's one way for you to be able to, in in a way that's showing integrity and being diplomatic, you can still share your concerns for the public, so people see it, without kind of going behind everyone's back and talking smack about it which will come back to haunt you yeah and that's a that's a feature i don't feel like is utilized enough like use your real name so the content so the director knows who it is um and you know voice your opinion it's like it's there that's why we put reviews in there so girls for future generations can look and say oh all right you know this is just not an isolated event there's like dozens and dozens of girls that are having negative experience for this pageant there's a lot of other pageants out there, so let's just go compete in those ones. 
Yeah, for sure. And especially if you're tying your name to it, you're opening the door for people to come forward and ask you further questions so you can back it up. A lot of the times those anonymous things, it just looks like someone came home from the pageant and had a lot of sour grapes. I'm like, okay, we're done here. So if you can write your name next to it and own it, it automatically carries more weight. And it gives you the chance to really educate people versus just kind of people thinking it's sore loser behavior. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so what's the the next strategy you got for us? The next strategy after saving the tears for your pillow, again, sounds harsh, but in reality, there's a good sentiment. Number two is tune out negativity. And with that, I've been to coronation balls after pageants are over, and I've heard other contestants' parents and families going on and on about how their delegate was robbed or why the pageant was fixed, things we just talked about. And you, as the contestant, need to put a stop to this ASAP. Whether you agree, whether you disagree, it needs to end before it even begins. If there, if you can feel your family getting cranky, like say, you know, like, I, I totally get that you're frustrated. I'm frustrated too. Let's talk about it later. Yeah. Or just excuse yourself if you're not really confrontational. Excuse yourself and just say, please excuse me. I got to go to the restroom. And then like legit, just go to the restroom and then find a different group of people to, to cluster around. Um, if it's your mom or your dad, I mean, naturally you can pull them aside and like, can we talk about this later? Like other people are listening. Um, or just like, I just don't want to talk about this, please. Uh, like so i mean there's a lot of different ways out of it but yeah when you start talking and and entertaining somebody else's negative energy it really does weigh you down Mm -hmm. and not only does it weigh you down it also it's like even if you're not the one saying it it will be tied to you for life and that's a negative trait you'll have to bear so just like the girl that threw the shoe is remembered for that you're going to be remembered for the words of others, which, I mean, that's even harder to, to deal with because it wasn't your responsibility. Like your words aren't, their words are not your responsibility as far as what you've said, but it's still going to be tied to you because they're your people. Yeah. And because of your, um, like if someone sees, I mean, right. If, so, if someone sees me in a crowd and everybody is like bashing a particular girl and then I'm just there in the crowd, I'm not saying anything. I'm just listening but somebody overhears it, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, do you hear who Steve and Roddy was talking about? Right? Because they saw me yeah. and maybe maybe in that particular group of people, I was the most recognizable. So they assumed because I was there, I was talking about it. So that's mm-hmm. why it's more beneficial for you to get out of that situation as fast as possible. Yeah. And the other thing you mentioned was the second reason I had is because negative attitudes can actually rub off on you. And you need to stay positive and realistic as you get through these critical moments. And Stephen, I'm going to do a quick pause because I am a National American Miss doing the runway model search. And my roommate is a pageant celeb. And I want her to say hi to the crowd. But this is Nicole Renard. She was, oh my gosh, Nicole, tell everyone what titles (laughs) you've held. Oh my goodness. Hi, everybody. My name's Nicole. I actually, way back in the day, I was the National All-American Miss Preteen here at NAM. This is my 10-year anniversary, so I'm feeling really old this week. But <laughs> I went on to be Miss Washington's Outstanding Teen and then the Distinguished Young Woman of America, which was formerly known as America's Junior Miss. And then this last year, um, I just finished serving as Miss Washington for the Miss America program. So, Nicole, we're talking about how to turn loss and the opportunity. So you've won a lot, but do you have like one little nugget we can drop into this podcast to help people like in, either in the moment or long-term, what's one skill they can use to react gracefully? 
I think remembering that the crown and the title doesn't define you as a per- as a person and knowing that you're enough and you have worth and value without a title. You can still make a difference. You can still be Miss America. You can still be the Nam Queen, whether or not you have the banner that says it. That doesn't give you validation. Um, we all have validation and have worth because we're humans created with purpose. The crown and the banner are just added bonuses. And so I think once I realized that, it made competing a lot more fun. It took off all the pressure of feeling like I needed to win to prove myself to other people because I knew I didn't. I knew that I was just as worthy and just as valued if I walked away with the crown, if I walked away without it. So with that being said, I think it's important when you compete to have another goal, have other dreams aside from being the queen or being Miss America, whatever it is, the title you're going for, because then if it's not your time, then you have something else you're excited about and it's not the end all be all. And that's, ladies and gentlemen, is why she won all those titles. So sorry for the butt in there, Stephen. But I totally knew Nicole would have some good words to share. So Nicole Renard, everyone, clap, clap, clap. Clap. The, what is it? The, 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 uh, the thumb and the finger clap. Well, um, thank you, the Nicole. Snap? Yeah, the, the snap. Finger? Yeah, the, the snap. snap. Sorry. <laughs> thank you, Nicole, for chiming in. That was, uh, that was a pleasant surprise. Roomies, besties. Yes. Okay, so we were just to get back on track because Nicole has been like running all over the place all week. So I knew she would not be back in time to offer more notes. So, um, okay, so we were just talking about negative energy and letting it rub off on you. So, Stephen, have you ever let anyone's negative energy rub off on you and then realized it after the fact? Oh, 100%. And I always feel it in my body. And I can remember when I first started pageant planet i'm going to be careful with my time frames here but um it it basically was in the beginning of pageant planet and i was judging this particular pageant and the director um that asked me to come like is someone i would say is not overly positive and after being around that environment it was like for a day or two i was just exhausted and so i (laughs) what i did I did the same thing. I just excused myself and say, you know what? I'm not really feeling the greatest because I wasn't. And so mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I excused myself and just pretty much ran for seclusion where I could, uh, I recharge my emotional batteries by being alone. And I just went and found some sun and found a book. And actually I took a nap in the sun <laughs> and then uh, woke up, read some books and got my mind right. And then, yeah, did my best to minimize my exposure to that pageant organization and I've never been back since and it's been like 10 years well and that is a great segue for tip number three for your in the moment reaction so to refresh we've talked about saving your emotions till you're in a private place tuning out the negativity kind of nipping it in the bud before it gets started and lastly we're going to talk about what you can control the last point was a lot about what you couldn't control and now it's what you can control and it's don't talk smack And it's whether it's five minutes after the pageant or five months, don't allow yourself to be overly critical or look down on the person or people that performed better than you on the results page. And Stephen, I think we've used this phrase before, but you'll never meet a hater doing better than you. And what that means is those that are successful don't waste their time and energy trying to bring down people who are working towards their same goal. They've already achieved it. Why do they bother looking back to take tear someone else down? They're busy doing their thing and working towards their opportunity to stay in success. Yeah, and I I mean some people label it as karma, I label it as sowing and reaping, you know, it, it's all the same though. And if you really believe in it, if you really look at it, nothing or everything that you sow 
comes back to you in a greater harvest, right? So you put seed into the ground, one seed, it will germinate, let's say, an oak tree that has millions more seeds. So by speaking negatively about someone else, that has to come back to you in a harvest. And it's always going to be a lot more negative than what you put out there. Um, Mm -hmm. It'll probably be a lot more hurtful to you than what you put out there. So keeping that in mind, um, it will, it'll help you. And also if you have opportunity to speak negative about someone and you choose not to, you are sowing the seed that other people, when they have the opportunity to speak negative about you, they might choose not to also. So there were so many great 10th grade biology words in there, Stephen. I'm like, thinking about my regents exams from back in the day, Germany. I mean, come on, that was amazing. Um, anyway, you're so, you're so, so right. As, as most of the time you are Steven, but it's one of those things that like, it's just the life you choose to lead. And my pro tip is every time I get the urge to take a screenshot of social media that makes me roll my eyes and send it to a friend, um, to like kind of let them be my misery loves company partner. Like this is what I used to do when I was competing is I used to, instead of doing that every time I wanted to, I would look up a pageant question and I would ask myself the pageant question and I would answer it. And by the time I was done, I was refocused on myself and my ultimate goal, which was to win the crown. So that is my pro tip for you is instead of taking the action to belittle someone else, take the action to improve yourself. Mm, so good. And I, Renan and I, we took this personal development um, class and it said one of the tips was what you focus on expands. And so by mm-hmm. ref- refusing to focus on it, you minimize it. Mm. And so the next type, we're going to move on to the next section. And this is the after the fact. So we just talked about in the moment. And now we're moving on to after the fact. So this can be anywhere from a day later, a week later, a month later. But the first item here, and as always, we polled our Instagram audience. And the first one is to keep trying. And this came from JJ Love. And she said, accept it, conquer it. Every loss is a way to make one stronger and lead them to be better at what they love. It will help with success and it will feel so much sweeter because the journey was dearest to their heart. And I love thinking about the phrase. So thank you, JJ Love. I love thinking about the phrase, you either win or you learn. There is no such thing as losing in the pageant industry as long as you've put all of like you're all into preparation. And if you've done this, no doubt you're smarter, better informed more fit and acting more selflessly. Yeah. And I, I remember reading this too. And it was like in every failure, there's the seed of success, not the full out plant of success, but just the seed of success. So in that failure, if you really break it down and you look at it and you analyze it, it'll help you understand maybe certain controllables that you didn't control, um, or some way of doing it different. Um, so I, have found that the older I get, the more I look at success or failure differently. And Mm -hmm. I just see it as just part of the organic process of growth. And think about how much sweeter the success will feel like now that you've experienced the setback. And I think personally, there's a big emotional difference between winning the first time out versus the second, 
third or seventh time because there's so much more invested in it. I mean, it's still emotional and it's still incredible when you win the first time out. I'm sure Olivia Culpo won't complain. But if you think about someone like Chris, so Olivia Culpo, just for background, won her state on the first time, Miss USA on the first time. And of course, she can't compete against for Miss Universe and she won Miss Universe on the first time. So my goodness, how lucky and amazing for her. But then you have someone like Crystal Stewart who competed at Miss Texas USA for seven years and finally won her title and then went on to win Miss USA. Imagine the difference in the emotion. So one's not greater than the other, but they are just so different. So good. Thanks, JJ Love. Love that. Um, Anything... Mm. Okay, so what's the next strategy or tip that you got for us for after the The fact? next one is the think about big picture. And this came from, I love this handle, I got faith. Love that. And they said, understand that life goes on. This may be a disappointing setback, but most times you have something else equally as amazing right down the road. Remember that this isn't the end of your story because you have so much more to add. Use your experiences and losses to work harder, smarter, and be the best version of yourself for the next time. And with that, thank you, I Got Faith. It's just a pageant. And I know that sounds crazy coming from someone like me and like you, Stephen, that's made pageants a major part of their career. But it's just a small part when you're competing in a much bigger journey of yourself. Oh, yeah. And I love what Nicole said when she came on and just chimed in, like, have another goal. Like that's after the pageant because mm-hmm. you know, pageantry it comes with an expiration date. You can only compete so long before you age out or you win out and having another goal, something that's your next step, it'll help to reduce the amount of maybe frustration you feel if the results doesn't turn out the way that you want them. Mm-hmm. And when you lose part of that recovery process should be, and like Nicole said, to look outside of the pageant and think about the gifts you've received outside the competition itself. So perhaps it granted you professional contacts that you can keep in contact with for other opportunities. Perhaps you met your new best friend that maybe you'll be in each other's wedding someday, or perhaps you realize you want to take your life in an entirely different direction. Maybe you wanted to be on TV and you could be in pageants, you've done community service, and now you know you want to work for a nonprofit or run your own nonprofit. Like be open to those little signs that may not be immediately obvious in your journey. Mm, that's so good. Okay. Now, what's the, the last strategy or tip that you have for us? The, the last is what I'm calling the refocus step. And this came from Amanda Van Sickle. And I got to give our girl, Amanda Van Sickle, like a gigantic digital high five. She comes through every week with great thoughts to add to our podcast. Always thorough, always like thinking about like how she can contribute with her life experience. So like kudos to you, Amanda, we appreciate you. And I hope you keep contributing. So Amanda Van Sickle says, in the past, I was the girl crying in the back room because I felt I let everyone down. This time I set goals for myself that are not tied to winning the pageant, regaining my health, inspiring someone with my story, making my own decisions, etc. I also wrote a letter to myself filled with encouragement and non-pageant goals for the for the event I did not win. Writing the letter has made a huge difference in my frame of mind. And this is a tip I give contestants even when they're preparing for their competition. So you should always have an unrelated goal you're striving towards. It keeps you well-rounded, allows you to escape from even your most stressful pageant-related days. I mean, you have to be able to go outside of like where you are mentally to something else to refresh sometimes. Yeah, and again, it just echoes like what Nicole said earlier, like having that outside goal and like 
thinking about the next steps. It, it really does so much to realize my life is so much bigger than this particular moment. And this comes in handy too, because after your pageant, you'll feel like a black hole. Like as like all of your energy and time was spent thinking and working towards your title. And like, now, like what, what do you do with all that pent up energy and time? Like imagine, imagine you're going to the gym every night for two hours. Cause I mean, gosh, I, I work out for like 30 minutes now, but when I was in pageant time, I was like two hours a night. And then like, oh my gosh, I have all this time left. Or you're doing volunteer work even more so than you were before. And so you just have to have something that can fill that void after the fact and like determine that event or achievement that your work towards regardless of the pageant results. And I have some examples for you. And those would be like training for a race, like a 5K, a half marathon, a 10K, full marathon, uh, cooking a gourmet meal once a week, writing a novel, starting a business, even finishing a 1,000-piece jigsaw puzzle. So, Stephen, do you have any other, like, non-pageant goals that people can set for themselves? Well, I mean, I could give more of those, but it could also be, like, um, breaking it down. So, training for a race. Like, I, I find that with myself, when I set particular goals, um, I it might not excite me as much just to write it down. But when I, when I write it down and then I give like the action steps to help me achieve it, like step one, step two, step three, and kind of break it down to digestible um, action steps, it creates for me momentum so that I know exactly what I'm going to do, um, in this case, right after the pageant. So like whenever I have a big project or a big goal in mind, I'm like, um, you know, just taking it, let's say it's uh, become a famous singer. Like that, that was my goal. Then it's like, okay, what do I need to do to become a famous singer? All right, I need to probably have a concert. All right, what do I need to, before I have a concert? I need to um, get signed to a production company. What do I need to do before I get to the production company? Um, let them hear my demo. Well, okay, how do I create my first demo? You know, something like that. So you know specifically what your first step is after. Okay, mm-hmm. um, I need to write down my very first song right, is my next goal right after the pageant. So you know, okay, I'm going to take a few days to either celebrate my success or wallow in (laughs) in grief. And then after that, I'm going to dust myself up and start working on my song. I love that. I think that's a great idea. And that action step is so important because maybe it is one of those goals that I've mentioned, like writing a novel. Okay, well, maybe before the pageant, you write your outline. Because if you look at this great big dream of yours with completely open eyes, you can make a lot of excuses to not get around to it. So the, what's, what Stephen's saying as far as focusing on the first step can really motivate you to actually take action, whereas otherwise you might be daunted by the vastness of all of it. So I think that's a great tip. So I want to say in summary, keep things in perspective. You can't control your pageant outcome but you can control how you look and handle a loss, how you look at and handle a loss. And you don't have to let this define you. And on the flip side, it can actually be a tremendous opportunity to redefine you. So I want you to think in that positive vein. Yeah, absolutely. And seriously, like reading, reading books that will help you prepare for this is great because in the moment when you're hit with defeat or kind of an unexpected um, circumstance, Whatever is in you and what you've trained to be in you, 
leading up to that particular event, that's what comes out. So like, for example, if you typically say a lot of cuss words throughout the day and then you stub your toe (laughs) in that moment, you're going to release a cuss word, right? Totally. However, if you work all throughout the day and like through the weeks or whatever to say, okay, I'm not going to say what most people would dub as a bad word. I'm not going to say those, you know, four letter words anymore. Then you know, if an unexpected thing happens, you hit your toe, you might use a favorable substitute like, oh, crap, instead of, oh, shh, right? So, and I didn't say it, I went, shh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's just, it's training what's going to be on the inside of you now when you're not in that um, moment of, of stress. And so that is today's episode of turning loss into opportunity and like failure really can make or break you. And that's all about how you react both in the short term and the long term. So in quick recap, the in the moment tips are save the tears for your pillow. So essentially keep your reactions private, tune out the negativity of others and don't talk smack. And then if we use the flip side of after the fact, keep trying, think big picture and refocus yourself and define other goals. Stephen, anything else you have to add on the topic? You, are, I feel like you're an expert on the bounce back and positivity. So, do you have anything else? No, you did such a good job. No, I, I am. I'm completely good with that. I will say because I feel obligated to say something because when when people say an interview, right? Is there anything else that you would like to add? And like, nope, we don't. Nope, we don't good. coach that. Totally yeah, good. yeah, that is bad move. So now I'm feeling obligated to say something. Um, you really did a, a great job. I, I will say this: that what you whisper yourself, whisper to yourself in private, that's what comes out in those moments of truth. So even taking a moment when you go to sleep, and um, I do this basically religiously before I fall asleep, I lay on my back close my eyes and I just whisper to myself, like not verbally because then I'd never fall asleep, but just in my mind, like affirmations of things that I love about myself or things that I believe to be true or that I want to be true. And as a result, that helps me stay strong in my belief of myself when life doesn't necessarily go the way that I want it to. So with that said, thank you, Stephen, for summarizing that. And I think that is a great tip that our listeners should take with them. I want to tell the audience, I'm full of surprises today, we had our guest appearance. But anyway, this past weekend, we celebrated our very own Stephen Roddy's birthday. Clap, clap, clap. Finger, thumb, clap. The snap, Stephen. So we celebrated Stephen's birthday this weekend. And he actually told me, listeners, that the only thing he wants for his birthday this year is a five-star review from all of our listeners. And I mean, how can you possibly say no to that? So rate this podcast five stars. It's a very small task, takes very little energy, but it makes a world of difference to all of us. Want to become a part of pageant history? Create a free contestant or business profile on pageantplanet.com to unlock hidden features and connect with other experts throughout the world.